You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content, the hottest podcast in the world. Slowly, we rock. Everyone, welcome to Slow We Rock, Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast, uh, coming live from the bunker post-apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing out there? Uh, I hope you're all staying safe. Uh, I'm your host James, uh, joined as ever by Dan and Lewis. Say hey. hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, and say hi, Lewis. Hello. Remain indoors. Remain indoors. Never no. a true word spoken. Um, how are we all doing? Not too bad. Novelty's wearing off a bit now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm lucky I've got a big outdoor space on the balcony, so it could be worse. Lewis, how you doing? I honestly, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I feel like I'm made for quarantine life. The, <laughs> the lengths I go to to avoid having to... Like, I'm quite a social person. I'm a very social person. Mm. Yeah. But I also hate socializing <laughs> so, i know what you mean it's difficult isn't it you know, I, think, I think you like socializing with people that you want to socialize with yes but when you yeah when you have to like endure other people's company and like you know be friendly and social you you hate it i mean that's yeah. everyone but yeah you really hate it <laughs> yeah like if i if i could just constantly limit the amount of people i'm with to ones that i choose mm. then great um but i think i think i'm quite good at kind of just like being nice to people yeah do you, i don't i don't ever want to be a dickhead yeah right? totally do you, do you feel like these weird like social obligations there normally because like if i'm just like yeah. oh, i've had enough of this i'm done i'll just i'll go home i'll leave i'm quite comfortable with that yeah i've got to that stage now as well uh yeah i don't know i kind of uh I, i'm also i'm also really really easily led into things so a situation that i might not be enjoying <laughs> very yeah, impressionable <laughs> <laughs> just a trailer of, I might not a trailer be enjoying. Crumbs, uh. <laughs> yeah. well, like we'll suddenly become like no I, i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay this yeah. is premium drinking opportunity yeah well, that's yeah, yeah. You're, you're the king of like hey we've got plans on friday thursday night you get hammered because someone suggests going to the pub for one or two <laughs> before it's funny but you have to be careful what you wish for because prior to this like in february uh me and my girlfriend just had the busiest like social calendar for, like that month oh yeah like, you did yeah to the, to the point of like we were literally saying, oh, I just want, you know, two evenings in a row to ourselves or whatever. <laughs> the milky's <laughs> poor. But, but, but now... Springs to life, the finger curls <laughs> inwards. Well, I know. But now, like, thank goodness we did see, like, everybody uh, in that month because it, it's really helped now, obviously, with the isolation, not be able to see anybody. But we did actually get all that in just before it. Mm. Um, but yeah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, I'm very grateful that um, I got to see both my dad and my sister just a couple of mm. weeks before, uh, after yeah. we both came down to visit. Uh, thing, even though I was like, Dad, you probably shouldn't travel. One, I'm ill. Two, like, people are getting ill. Three, like, you're over 60. It's like, nah, I'm coming down. <laughs> yeah. But I remember just before this again, my mum and dad were coming up to Bristol just to visit and have lunch. Uh, and they got stuck in traffic to the point mm. where they were gonna, we were going to cancel and they were going to go home just because it was so bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily, just after that phone call, it cleared and they came to Bristol. But if they hadn't have done that, I probably wouldn't have seen them, you know, for a good three, four months from Christmas to now, mm. really. So, yeah. yeah. I like to think it? that that traffic they got stuck on was literally just like two cars at the end of the road. <laughs> like, yeah, they hadn't pulled looking... out via street yet. They were yeah, still just, in looking, yeah. Yeah. just looking for excuses. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were parked. That's why they were stuck. So. <laughs> There's this house in the way. I yeah. can't oh, see any way around. It. No, going to have to go back in. Uh, my dad's my dad called uh, well they're, they're calling pretty regularly <laughs> they've never called more when i've had less to speak about uh, <laughs> but uh he was really really complaining about the hardship of not being able to get wine from majestic uh, <laughs> it's tough, aren't, it? aren't they a wholesaler uh i think you can get yeah you, you can get wine though it's like a just a public consumer oh yeah yeah but i mean you're not you, you don't go in there just to buy an individual bottle you're, you're walking oh, no. out with like 12 <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah uh so he's he's really really struggling to get booze uh, in the village that they're in, okay. and it is destroying him um he's he's he has actually got a lot of the the symptoms come up recently can't smell or taste anything okay oh really um yeah it's it's really strange him and um well, him, my mum, and my sister all live together. Mm. Um, they're all fine. 
but oh, good. have like you know some of the symptoms uh so i think the biggest thing for him is it's bothering him that he can't drink mm-hmm. or there is no availability to drink but he's really testing like what he can taste so just <laughs> eating kind of as much like just raw chilies and things as i did possible. exactly the same i was gonna yeah, you're I... biting into an onion like an apple or <laughs> Could you not taste anything, Jim? No. Uh, so when I was ill with whatever it was a couple of weeks back, yeah, I lost my sense of taste for uh, and smell for about a week. And I was making like the hottest chili I possibly could. Or just like I got a bottle of like Liam Perrins and just like literally just like took a swig from it. Oh. Just to try and feel something, just to try yeah. and feel alive. <laughs> uh, and I made, I, I made this chili and I was like, no, it still can't taste anything. It doesn't seem hot enough. So I went and got like a pre-mixed powder and added that on top of all of the stuff I'd already put in. Yeah. And my housemate comes in, she's like, like, can you not like that I can smell that from my room. Like that is gonna like that will give you a stomach ulcer. I was like, <laughs> I can't taste anything. <laughs> like Homer um, Simpson when he pours the wax into his yeah, mouth. It, yeah. It, it, it was so annoying. Yeah. And it was also a time when I kept somehow just kept getting more and more like free food as well. Like, like, you know, that was when my dad came down to visit and he took me out. Well, he took me out for um, a really nice Sunday lunch at Pasture. Mm. Um, Steakhouse. And I. The premium Sunday lunch. I've got to take your word for it. I have no idea. (laughs) That's a heartbreaker. The texture and consistency of it was amazing, but I couldn't taste anything. So I have no idea. Well, it's a good excuse for us to go back, isn't it? Because I've not had a rosé. Well, I booked a table for a meal for the end of last month. And I assume it's been cancelled because I didn't get an email saying we're closed or anything like that. They're still waiting for us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if only we could close. <laughs> yeah, where is Mr. Street and his party of six? Well, some some places have been real scummy about the closing, not closing thing, aren't they? Um, mm. I was reading apparently the range. You know the range? Like the sort of bric-a-brac yes. shops, I guess, like home furnishings. The- yeah. Yes, the, the, the premium of tat, tat they, yeah. in one warehouse. They have shipped in apparently freezers into a lot of their branches so that they can put in like, because I think they have a, they have the same company as Iceland. So, okay. And obviously Iceland are staying open because they're a supermarket. Uh, yeah. But apparently a ranger is shipping in freezers so that they can put food in their shops and class themselves as oh. essential. Which is really Whoa. shitty. That is scummy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but where are you going to get an LED lit mirror amid all this chaos? <laughs> Good point. Now I'm... Live, laugh, love. Why is it? Yeah. Where can I get 18 paintings of New York? <laughs> they <laughs> seem like the kind of... Yeah, they, I bet they have loads of those, like, kind of, like... They look metal, and they're just, like, letters that you put on, like, your mantelpiece. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Loads Definitely. of those, oh, right? God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolute bullshit that no one needs. Um... Speaking of stuff that no one needs, um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah we feel an obligation to provide content to you during these troubling times. Actually, um, I guess because no one's going to any gigs, no one's going to the cinema, no one's going to anything at all. But there is still not only music coming out and also stuff coming up to like Netflix to like, like there is still content coming our way, mm. like stuff to keep us entertained and stop us from like crawling up the walls. So what have you guys been doing to keep yourself sane for the last uh, week or two? Uh, I have, I think one of those things, right, you know, if you're, if you're feeling pretty bad off ever, sometimes it's encouraging to see other people dealing with things a lot worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in, in this case... Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying Rick Springfield's Facebook Live. <laughs> what? What? So Rick Springfield? Is it Jesse's girl? As in Jesse's girl? Yeah. Okay. Rick Springfield's '80s singer-songwriter um, has been live streaming pretty regularly. Um, Does he have he a Twitch himself? <laughs> yeah. Big dark uh, soul been- player. <laughs> it's just Rick, Rick Springfield plays Fortnite <laughs> uh, he wanted to he set himself a challenge to teach you how to play Jesse's Girl on guitar in less than 60 seconds so he had an egg timer and an acoustic guitar ready to go mm. um, it then becomes a two minute video of him tuning a guitar <laughs> and then ends <laughs> teaser Next episode. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, you, watching this. We don't know when this is going to end, so you have to really like drip feed the content. 
Always leave your audience <laughs> wanting more. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> he's a true showman uh so that's that's wonderful I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing how a lot of musicians are kind of reaching out to the world so you know some are doing some really cool things you know getting live gigs and things broadcast and whatnot that's cool uh david coverdale from white snake the best <laughs> that's my favorite thing i loved it so much <laughs> did a did a little ditty on uh coronavirus which it's was really just wonderful. Good. Could you uh, could you give us a rendition of it? Um, hang on, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't actually remember. It's just, it's pretty much like uh, oh coronavirus, fuck off, <laughs> just fuck off, <laughs> whatever. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't remember this. I can't really remember the actual uh, the lyrics, but they're pretty much that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot more sultry than I could do. <laughs> well, this is probably, I mean, I'm going to assume it's the longest amount of time he's ever gone without having sex <laughs> due to, like, no social contact. Good point. No shaggers for him. Yeah, no shaggers, yeah. He's, he's probably really struggling. Also, like, when's he going to get his hair done? You know, he can't get his mobile hairdresser around. <laughs> oh. oh. It no. still looked yeah, quite glorious right. in the video, though. His hair looked amazing. Yeah, he didn't look like he was yeah. suffering at all. He's not... Like David Coverdale will never um, feel forced to like or obligated to have, just have to shave his head because he can't get his roots done or anything like that. No, no but no. I imagine he's really worried about his natural colour. I assume it's grey at this point, probably coming out. <laughs> Safe no, bet, I don't I know. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Can you imagine there, there him with a shaved head? David Coverdale? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, because he he'd also have, he'd have that like very like um, glamorous grandma face. But with a shaved head, it was just like I can't picture the two together. No, be like one of the witches from the, the witches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we get? Aren't they're meant to be re, like remaking that or doing a new adaptation of that. Uh, God, traumatise a whole new in generation which case, of kids. Yeah, if they do, then they have to get David Coverdale, yeah. um, Stephen Tyler, Rod Stewart, uh, Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh man! Oh God! <laughs> yeah. need to play the witches. <laughs> The Holy Trinity of glamorous uh, granny men. Yeah, I think that's that's the top three, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the most glamorous. There's, oh my god. There's probably. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Maybe someone from. I said, yeah, no one from Crew. No one from Guns and Roses. You can have to go a little bit further back. You have to kind of go the generation before. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even like, but also it's like that really specific window, like because like where you're playing up a little bit more on, like, the kind of androgyny as well. But not quite yes. as far as, like, dude looks like a lady, funnily enough. But also, more basically, like, these guys who just wish they were Robert Plant. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 Lots yeah. of scarves. Who, strangely, does not look like a glamorous grandma. Yeah, his face is so weathered, and he's got, Haggard. like, goatee as well. Haggard, yeah. He's yeah. seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> he really has. He looks traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he took the stairway to heaven and the elevator to hell you know there you go <laughs> autobiography right there that's <laughs> <laughs> what I've been doing for the last few weeks just working on uh, autobiography titles um, yeah it's uh, it's been heartbreaking to see some gigs uh, cancelled and also mm. um, a couple of albums have started to be pushed back now so um, oh, really? Car- Carcass have delayed their new album on oh. arteries indefinitely because it's not obviously they have they've finished recording and everything, but um, like when's the disc going to get pressed and stuff like that? You know, when's I, the vinyl going to get pressed? Said, I think they said that um, it's it's really an album that you want to enjoy with a group of people <laughs> in a park, <laughs> yeah, or a public <laughs> on a space. sunny day, yeah, precisely. <laughs> Barbecue yeah. music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to say a couple of albums have been delayed. Like The Last of Us, the game, has been delayed indefinitely. Oh, no, right. no, no. Last of Us Part 2, yeah. Indefinitely. Uh, yeah, and by that I mean PlayStation 5 launch title, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Which but, that's um, probably going to get pushed back as well, I imagine. Probably, yeah, also probably get pushed back, yeah. I mean, obviously there are more important things going on in the world. It's like this weird situation where not only... It's like everyone locked down, like can't like guard enjoy stuff. Also, the things that you're looking forward to have also bombed. been, um, yeah, have also bombed as well. Um, mm, yeah, Fast and Furious. Situation. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Uh, J- <laughs> the Rock's movie Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I feel what? like he's been filming that for about three years. It, yep, absolutely, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Thing is, though, like you say, obviously there's bigger things going on in the world, but I, I think it's more like the knock-on effect uh, of mm. all of this stuff. 
yeah. combined. Yeah. It, it does have quite a big effect. Like I still just now, I still check the BBC Sport website on a Saturday. Oh, <laughs> just out of muscle memory because obviously there's no football, there's no rugby, there's no no sport at all. Yeah, uh, I think well, Wimbledon's um, just been cancelled as well. Um, not a moment too soon as well. Like it's just <laughs> about. <laughs> but I mean, I've been there, and that would be horrendous if they let that go ahead because it is so so busy in between the courts and stuff. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah. But come on, Tim. But, uh, <laughs> That's just like my defining memory of Wimbledon. Tiger Tim. <laughs> yeah. Little come little on, fist Tim. pump when he uh, when he when he got a good shot in. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like it's weird because I don't think Ramstein's been cancelled yet. It's no, not. it hasn't. But I'm well, waiting you know for what? it. Because no, you're going to I... Estonia, aren't you, Lou? Yeah. So, yeah. like, in, in a kind of selfish way, I'm, I'd am i like it to be cancelled so I know what I can actually book. Because I, I haven't booked mm. flights or anything. Yeah, this yet. is what Reese was saying um, the other day when we were talking about this. Because it's just weird they haven't said anything yet. Like, they're just hoping it's magically... Yeah, I, I feel like a email went out from Live Nation or whatever and said, hey, all of our, just, all of our gigs are postponed for the near future but they mm. weren't sending out individual ones so okay Ramstein's not happening or whatever I might okay yeah who knows I'm going to assume it's, I, it's just safe to assume that nothing's happening I know I, was gonna, I got a ticket for Nara Rogers and Sheik playing what? Bristol Harbour um, but that's been postponed now um, and that was quite a recent the tickets only went on sale like about a month before it was then postponed. Yeah, I kept seeing posters for it. Mm. Yeah, every time I see a poster, I'd be like, that's not happening. And Pearl Jam's not cancelled yet. They've cancelled the first leg of this tour they're doing. Mm. Um, but the one in London hasn't been cancelled yet, but it's July, so I'm guessing it, you know, just a matter of time before it is cancelled. They probably have to wait month to month to see. Yeah. I mean, our friends had to postpone their wedding by a whole year as well. Like, it's all. It's just crazy how many things are being cancelled and moved. And Basically, 2020 is a write-off. But 2021 is going to be the busiest year of all time. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> fucking late. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, speak, I'll tell you, the one thing which hasn't been cancelled or postponed is bloody um, WWE WrestleMania, which is this weekend. Is it pirate-themed? Yes, I've seen it. Must be. I've seen a lot I of yeah. posters with like cannons on it. And stuff. Yeah, because so, I saw I saw this, and um, I can't remember who it was. But one, I'm I'm not clued up on my wrestling, as you might know. But what? one of the wrestlers <laughs> was holding like an actual sword, and I just thought that was their like shtick. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> WWE's kind of going hard now. It's cheating. Well, they, had, full, they had a pirate wrestler about. They had a pirate wrestler about t- ten or twelve years ago. His name Burchill. was Paul Burchill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, they, it was pirate themed but in the like the loosest possible way because the stadium which they were hosting at which is in tampa florida oh the bucks yeah it has a like on the arena i think it has like a statue or model or whatever of a pirate ship I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, well, it just, it's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, yeah. yeah. Ah. So they went full on pirate uh, themed with it. Then <laughs> everything obviously all got cancelled, locked down, and then the general consensus was like, you should probably cancel this event because, like, the whole point of WrestleMania is like the pageant and pageantry and the pomp and circumstance and like having an arena full of like seventy, eighty thousand people. Like, it's like the spectacle of it. Yeah, absolutely. But they just, like, they decided to do it instead over two nights in like a effectively like a TV studio um, right. with no crowd. So I just I don't, almost don't see the point. I'm fascinated to see what it, how it turns out to be, but I really mm. don't see the point. But what they've done, which is really scummy, is they're really pushing for pay per view again. Before they were like, "Hey, sign up to our uh, Netflix okay. equivalent; it's cheaper." But that's not really taken off. Um, so they're kind of going back to the pay per view model. Are they? Okay. Yeah. So what they've done is they've announced it, but it's over two nights that you can buy each night separately, but they haven't said any of the matches which are on either night. So if you only want uh, to see like one or two particular matches, yeah. you don't know what night they're going to be on until it's happened or unless you buy it and assume that like on the Saturday you're going to see Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. That's or so shit. Or, no, yeah, sorry, or you could, sorry, or you could be but... paying to see John Cena, which a lot of people you... will. A lot of younger kids will like really want to see that. But they won't know what night he's performing. They're still on. advertising the um, streaming as free. Yeah, which is are you weird. suggesting? Mm. To, are you, yeah, real, real talk right now. Are you suggesting to me 
that Vince McMahon is being unscrupulous. <laughs> yeah. Isn't I can't believe I've the, the, the company that put on an event in Saudi Arabia weeks after <laughs> the journalist was uh, dismembered. Yeah, murdered by yeah. the state. Murdered by the state, yeah. Has, uh, has been sleazy about their biggest event of the year. It's very oh, strange, wow. isn't it? Um, but Dan, I was going to ask, speaking of Pearl Jam, um, mm. they have put out a new album. They certainly have. It's really good and cool and different. Tell us um, about it. Uh, I don't know. Like To me, because I've listened to every one of our albums this week while I've been working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun to sort of hear the progression. Um, and also, I think they're just one of the most consistent bands there's been, I think. Like, yeah. Every album's got at least two or three good songs on it, um, which is kind of all you can hope for with a lot of bands when they get to a certain age yeah I think. yeah absolutely and not in a bad way but like obviously you know but after you after you've had those like seminal albums anything after that is a, a bonus yeah exactly yes. um but this new one's really cool um it's called gigaton mm-hmm. um the first single on it was really odd because the drums actually sound electronic um and it almost sounds a little bit like a uh, sort of talking heads in the music obviously it okay. still sounds like eddie vedder singing yeah no mistaking him but he sort of um, dialed it back a bit in it. Um, but it's really good. They've got, a, they got a, one song in there called Quick Escape, which sounds like a sort of Led Zeppelin throwback, which is really mm. good. Um, but yeah, it's front-loaded, I think. Like, it tends to fade out towards the end of this album. Uh, but it's great. It's still just more Pearl Jam, which I think by now you either know if you want that or not. Um, yeah. But I, it was a perfect album for right now, really. It's just a nice... Almost comforting, I think. Uh, I, I yeah, I found that Pearl as Jam well. Album. Yeah, because I, I, I'm like a sucker for Pearl Jam's earlier years, mm. like uh, first three albums. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I've never really listened to more of like the middle or later stuff. Mm. So um, I put this one on, and it was it was like putting on like a uh, like an old like a, an old sweater or yeah. like a comfy blanket. There was something really comforting about it. Like, um, it's not obviously, you know, compared to a lot of stuff we talk about, it's not as, uh, heavy or like over the top, you know, compared to like something like the eighties rock we talk about or like the heavy metal and death metal. We talk no, about. It's like, it's the, you know, and there was something very comforting about that. Just really enjoying like all of the melodies mm-hmm. and the sort of quality songwriting. Uh, it was definitely like the kind of album that I didn't realize I needed right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's better than the last one as well. I think I didn't hate the last one, but mm. Was any, was like, that? Uh, it was um lightning bolt lightning bolt okay yeah there was like two or three on there which was okay but not great but this mm. has got more songs that have stood out to me already yeah um and they can still really bang out guitar solos as well which makes me happy so. nice it's mike mccready isn't it yeah yeah super so, super hendrix worshipping as well so yeah. it's, really, it's it's always cool hearing that done well now no absolutely um they're just so they're just so great and yeah, yeah it's, uh, hopefully it's nice i get to see them but it's nice to hear something which is, yeah, it's got that kind of throwback without being obvious, just like aping Greta something. Fleet. Greta Van Fleet, yeah. So I can oh, yeah. Or like, <laughs> you guys ever listen to the Black Crows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've, they, cause they've, they've reunited and did a big, com- starting to do it, or we're starting to do a comeback. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll go back and listen to some of their music. And it was like the most like, shamelessly like 70s kind of like aping yeah kind of rock uh without like really a lot of like originality to it whereas like pearl jam definitely draw a lot of influence from 70s stuff but they still feel like their own band no absolutely they always make it their own sound don't they Um, yes yes. definitely Um, i listened to a couple of older uh or like other pearl jam albums which i had listened to before like i listened to Mm. um riot act oh yeah which was amazing yeah riot act's fantastic yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really good. Um, Love Boat Captain is a great song. Yeah, they did that when I saw them uh, in London. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they've, yeah, they're just great. Eddie Vedder's vocals and right act are incredible, actually. Yes. I'll have to check that yeah. one out. I've not heard it. it. It was kind of like the be- I would say like the beginning of like their comeback, but they did have like some slight wilderness years in like the late 90s early 2000s yeah they had that all was... that stuff with Ticketmaster didn't they and mm. oh yeah thing. yeah yeah they had that uh, for I guess listeners who don't know yeah God, we should probably do a whole episode on Pearl Jam at some point because we should yeah, definitely it, talk we, about we 10. definitely should actually um, but they they had a huge dispute with Ticketmaster which 
feels more relevant than ever at the moment. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they hated the fact that um, you know Ticketmaster could basically price set, and uh, you know their fans are being charged exorbitant, exorbitant, exorb. exorbitant lots of of money for their tickets (laughs) so they i think they they had a legal battle with them which fortunately like he's never going to win because they're such a huge corporation all they have to do is effectively store someone in court and the legal bills will kind of finish them off uh and they tried to arrange a tour without any kind of ticket master influence Mm. and it just shows you how sort of intrinsic they are to the whole like gig infrastructure because it was near near nail impossible for them to to do a tour they had to really do a DIY kind of approach to it. Mm. Um, and that feels more, re- that was like what, not what about 25 years ago that happened, give or take. I think so. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. Mid, mid, mid to late nineties. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, now we talked about it in the past on episodes, but with all of the, like um, the tickets mysteriously disappearing from gigs and ending up on like resale sites owned by Ticketmaster. Mm. Like what what they were warning everyone about just feels more relevant now than ever. I can't remember if we talked about it before, but it was so satisfying seeing those ticket touts get busted for the Ed Sheeran oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it annoyed me how much money they were making. Um, but it's also yeah, it was, really satisfying it was like to see them million... go to, Yeah, something like that. Six, yeah. six, seven million. It was bananas. But it was very satisfying to see people actually get busted and do jail time. Yeah. Um, for such a shitty practice yeah absolutely um that's cool yeah i um yeah i i think i'm gonna listen to a bit more pearl jam it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. there is something just really comforting about them it's really um, good man. to work to i find um yeah cool. i think as well like because we've, we've kind of been a little bit fortunate really uh with the whole the iso we get with going on iso <laughs> uh is, is that we've got a bit of sun at the In minute. An isolation and, station yeah, yeah. <laughs> pearl, pearl jam just such nice outdoor sunshine yep. music yeah yep. definitely it's real, yeah 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 okay but, i'm gonna check out riot act i'll check out the new one if you guys rate it uh, yeah, yeah i would recommend it. yeah apparently the self-titled one which has got like the avocado on the front apparently mm. was uh it's pretty good as well but yeah, I think the consistency is the key. Yeah, there's not an album where there's at least one or two songs that I really like on it. Yeah. But they're never going to hit the consistent... Like, the first three albums are just ridiculous how many, like, big songs are on the, each album, you know? Yeah, t- ten and verses especially, like... Yeah, oh, verses. Is... So good. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Really, really cool vibe on it. I love the fact that they followed, like, the grunge trend of, like, having the big album... Then the follow up, where they were like, uh, we just don't really want anything to do with the mainstream or media attention <laughs> yeah, yeah. or anything. We're not going to do any videos, not even going to put a name on this album cover, we're not going to release any singles. <laughs> <laughs> Still like sold a gazillion copies. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have you been listening to, Dan? Because you said, oh, or Lewis, actually, we'll, we'll go around, we'll go around the room. <laughs> um, not that we're in the same room, guys. Uh, we're doing this isolated. Social uh, distancing, guys. Don't Come be on. don't be knocking on us, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lewis, you've been listening to anything else? Uh, I've been listening to anything new at all. That's um, all right. There's nothing new happening. <laughs> bit, well, actually, no, no. Um, bizarrely, a track that I'm absolutely loving at the minute uh, is Angels and Airwaves. Well, what? it's been fun, guys. Um, <laughs> so that was slow. We, oh. uh, so. we need to isolate Lewis over the internet now. Uh. <laughs> so I love, I'm big, big, old school pop punk fan love absolutely love 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 blink 182 mm. uh in their in their travis mark tom stage yeah um but there's a new angels to airwaves angels and airwaves song that is it's way more blink than you two <laughs> i think that they've been for a okay, lot of years yeah. um and the video is so good so tom DeLong uh is actually super super together with everything um and he does his own videos and he's got his own production company and he puts everything out and is just kind of like there for like 360 of the creative process mm, yeah um including distribution this and that and it's amazing that someone can just completely control their own network um but the video has this really 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 awesome shot where it's a a one shot of him uh, in the kind of like you know the the scene of it where he's with the woman and it's all playful and whatnot. And then he leaves that and you just follow him 
uh, as he walks towards the stage, gets handed his guitar and hits the stage at the exact moment that he's meant to come in. And the shots may be like a good 30, 40 seconds, but the timing on it Mm. is so good because you can see that the band is still going. And I don't know how many times it would have taken to just get this walk absolutely perfect. I I just love things like that. Uh, Kiss and Tell. Kiss and Tell by Angels and Airways. And is this like a standalone single? Or uh, is it off I the, think it's, the album or recent at the album? Minute it's, at the minute, I think it's a standalone single. Yeah. Um, if, if the rest of the album's like it, then mm. it will definitely be scratching the the Blink-182 itch that Blink-182 are not scratching. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But even Blink-182, I think, like, even with that last album, was it Neighbourhoods with Tom DeLonge? They weren't even scratching the Blink-182 itch. So, I've gone there. back to that. I've I gone never back heard to that. that. And Terrible. <laughs> I, no, I, I I disagree. I've gone back to it, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Mm. Really enjoying it. Um, Do you so think yeah, this isolation on... just made you starved for <laughs> content? No, there's something really nice about just hearing the way that those three guys like add to songs because you can you can really hear hear what Mark's brought and what Tom's brought, mm. and obviously you can hear what Travis is doing over everything. Yeah, he's <laughs> good amazing. at playing drums. Oh my god, he's very good. So um, yeah, I've I've just been on a big a big blink kick yeah do you know what there's worse bands to listen to in times like this right like it's, it, sometimes when in certain situations you kind of want to listen to something which matches your mood which isn't always the best kind of thing to do like if you're feeling a bit down you kind of listen to like some slightly sad music yeah but at the same time actually sometimes you need something just fun and silly like uh blink 182 just to kind yeah. of but you know pull you out of it comfort listening like yeah, that's, exactly. that's all I've been doing all week, really. It's just mainly listening to, apart from a new Pearl Jam, just listening to like stuff I really love or like just I have good memories of. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's it. So like when I can remember when you know when you, you're really kind of coming of age, at that point the charts were full of pop punk, which mm-hmm. is like absolutely crazy to think now that the number mm. one single around the world would have been Blink-182 or Offspring or Alien Ant Farm or such. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah, this, you just don't get anything like that now. Yeah, I wonder, wonder why, I mean, obviously you get like musical trends and stuff like that uh, and stuff kind of comes and goes, but I wonder why so much, like obviously rock music is still huge, but it now operates in its own little bubble. It's, it's kind of like, musical, yeah. isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's it's kind of part of the world which like exists and like you know you have these bands that people have never heard of who will play in front of you know fifty, sixty thousand people at a festival, but will never touch the charts. Or if they do, no one even realizes. But I think it, the difference is, I think the difference is that back then that was pretty much the last time that the charts and everything were based on album sales, and that was before kind of online streaming really kicked off. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's so, true. So you you know you did if you heard an amazing track that the the record company would pump shit ton of money into a video everything would be you know turned up to a hundred man I love that I'm gonna go buy the entire album yeah mm. at, at which point the artists are still getting paid from it yeah CD sales are still an actual thing I, um, and I think that 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 kind of goes hand in hand with rock and metal music is that you do want the album as an experience whereas pop in itself for the most part especially now as opposed to even like 10 years ago is less album based and is much more like people don't have the attention span when you've got everything at your fingertips how do you get someone to listen to a whole album yeah it's you know it's it's way more single based and it's way more just online here it is i think i think we might be not actually going back to kind of like album based stuff at all but you see now you get like there is almost like a far more intense like pocket of fandom than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so speaking of delayed albums, like Lady Gaga delayed her new album. But like, you see, you look online and see like some of like her fans, and they'll be talking about like obscure tracks on the arse end of like her third album or something like that. You know, mm. and I think yeah, you probably get like your average audience who will just listen to the singles. But yeah, I think there are actually a lot more people who are probably as much into like the deep the deep cuts now uh just because it's easier to find those people online who are similar to you yeah of mm. course you find your you find your tribe a bit more yeah exactly yeah. yeah easily i guarantee there's probably uh like a pop music podcast and a hip-hop music podcast it's probably having a very similar conversation to this <laughs> about yeah, yeah. you know the cyclical nature of 
popularity in the charts and stuff. I think it, it says, yeah, I mean, any hip hop podcast probably talking about like Frank Ocean dropped two new songs. We're all waiting for that new album. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, speaking of like old favorites, yeah, I listened to, uh, I put on Mastodons because you know, it's really weird. Like I've been, I think between starting like a new job and working from home, just everything kind of being different. Like, but at the end of the day, like I'm absolutely knackered. Yes. It's weird. Like even though I'm not, you know, so moving as much. I am no, still I, tired. It's like it's there's like a mental exhaustion. It, You're still working think about though. it though. Yeah, not only mm. working, but like if if the three of us were to have a conversation in real life, then we're looking into each other's faces and not LED. <laughs> yeah, not screens. a light bulb shining back. Yeah, at you. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You spend your entire day, every meeting that you're in, you're just concentrating, looking mm. at light. And that yeah. is not good for you, man. Definitely, um, yeah. it's, it's draining. It's it's way, way, way more draining, for sure. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I think, was it Thursday? Yeah, I was just so too tired to try and do anything. So I just slapped on um, the vinyl of uh, Crack the Sky, Macedon's Crack the Sky album. Nice. Yeah, and again, it, it just kind of came and went. Because, you know, when, you listen to, when you, you're so familiar with an album as well, like yeah. you, you don't even notice some of the tracks go by. You're enjoying them, but it just feels almost like you're not actually necessarily picking up on every little detail. Mm. And the first half of the record goes by. I'm like, what happened there? I was just, I was just in the moment enjoying it. Not even really like paying attention to it. Um, I've also been listening to a little bit of new music as well. Um, we had two, quite a few big album releases actually before mm. everything started to get canceled. So as well as the new Pearl Jam, I listened to the new August Burns Red album. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, Guardians. Um, we've talked about them loads on the podcast before. Uh, yeah, um, so I've only had like maybe one listen from start to finish of it, but I really liked what I heard. Uh, again, like super consistent band, you know. Yeah, yeah um, okay. can't knock them in, in that respect. But yeah, there's there's something also like really uplifting about their music as well. Actually, I can get that. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy. It's it's melodic, but like there's yeah, there's just something very kind of. It's like it's a weird, like powerful feeling to it. Mm. Um, there's also a new Testament album out, um, called, actually I can't remember the name of it. Um, let me just try and double check. Yeah. I'm not listening to oh, that t- one yet. Titans of creation. That's it. Yeah. Which I've only heard a few songs off it so far. Um, but Testament who I went to see, funnily enough, actually, I went to see them a few weeks ago before all this broke out and mm. they did a tour with, we mentioned on the last episode, actually, they did a tour with Exodus and Death Angel. Yeah. Oh yeah. That big fresh tour. Yeah, the Bay Area Strikes Back. So all the kind of sort of California Bay Area fresh bands uh, all touring together. Turns out, hey, what was the what was the full lineup? I swear there were there's three bands. Was it that okay? What okay? Ignore yeah. me. Ignore yeah, me. that's right. Um, so well, after that, Angels and Airways comment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Easily um, done. Yeah. So um, it turns out, like someone from all of those bands contracted coronavirus. Wow. Yeah, so the drummer from Death Angel got it. Um, Gary uh, Holt from Exodus mm. got it. Uh, Chuck Billy, the singer of Testament, got it. And I think their bassist has also got it as well. Do you think it's like in Spinal Tap where everyone's got the cold sores? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Billy always has a rough go of it, doesn't he? It's... Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I went, I went to a gig where people contracted coronavirus and yeah I'm still standing you know still standing but um <laughs> and, with, and with them ill for like yeah, I was gonna say you have been in so. I gave it to them yeah mm. with with all of the symptoms <laughs> weird nah, weird I was fine. <laughs> d- d- don't, don't worry about it I was okay I, I spoke to 111 they said I probably don't have it you know they didn't offer me any any option to even get tested nothing like it so I'm sure I was fine yeah um yeah so i've got to check out their new album uh, i listened to the new code orange album as well oh, i've not done that yet i know it's probably <sighs> gonna melt my face off when i do but. yeah yeah it's definitely a face melter i oh, man i don't know how to feel about those guys at the moment um there's something about them which is really intriguing and like pulls me in and there's also something about me that thinks like i wonder if they actually know what they're doing yes uh, yeah, but, I know like, exactly what you mean. Like, you hear these songs and, like, they go by and, like, they're impressive, but then sometimes you can't necessarily remember the song or, like, sometimes it feels like they've got some cool riffs, but they can't put a song, make a song out of it. 
but they've just got so much like big dick energy they kind of get away with it and mm. i think on this album that although it's got loads of really interesting new stuff like a lot of interesting electronic elements to it i think the album's called underneath um mm. came out a couple of weeks ago they've got some really interesting electronic elements added to like their hardcore type sound it still feels like they're throwing just stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks rather mm. than actually crafting songs um I know they're a very young band as well, and maybe they would, as they go along, you know, they'll as they uh, kind of progress, they'll just become more like experienced and more kind of structured songwriters because you don't want them to lose that kind of energy of spontaneity. But there's something almost like an Emperor's New Clothes element to it, yeah, where I okay. can't quite tell where I'm like either this is genius. Well, these guys don't really know what they're doing and they're completely winging it. Yeah, like if you look too closely, it might all just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. And so I've listened to the album a couple of times now and I'm somewhere in between on it and I can't quite work out whether or not it's incredible or they are completely like okay. just flying by the seat of their pants. It's, I'll check yeah. it out this afternoon then. Um, oh yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, it's like, it is, it feels quite unique. Like they definitely are... They have found their sound for sure. Yeah. I just don't know if they know what they're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, they're not one that's ever ticked a box for me. Like mm. I've I've tried listening mm. to it a bunch of times. It's like, oh, cool. This sounds like a lot of other hardcore bands. Totally. That I think are better. Uh, or I don't know. It's yeah. I think it just sounds like a lot of bands that I've played with. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I were think, very good. <laughs> I think for me, seeing them live. Yes. Really brought it together. They almost had like a dangerous energy to them. Okay. Mm. With their performance. Yeah. Like it was pretty unhinged. Um, there was something terrifying about it. Like you felt yeah. if you were sat in the front row, you were going to get like a guitar thrown at you or something like that yeah. or like kicked in the face. Like th- they felt like genuinely one of the most exciting bands I've seen in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it had like, there was a genuine sense of like spontaneity and like an unhinged, uncontrollable sort of energy to them which you don't see very often. Um, especially... I don't know, I, yeah, I don't know, though. I think, like, I spent a lot of time playing with bands in, like, the you know, the proper underground hardcore scene, and mm. everything I've seen of them live is like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, every band there. There's, there's an energy that you get that is just hardcore. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think yeah, maybe, I get, maybe we... they're kind of... That's the thing, is that they're breaking through slightly, so they're, they're bringing that kind of hardcore, uh, the, or the more underground hardcore show to like a bigger platform a more slightly more uh accessible platform i guess but i feel like you know that that kind of that hardcore scene has broken through at times like there's been plenty of hardcore bands which have kind of crossed over but like again i still feel like i there's just between like you know the hardcore like front man you know um talking about wanting to see this pit move and tear it up and that that (laughs) kind of thing you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah uh versus like what they're doing and I, to me what they're doing just feels I, I see my fair share of hardcore bands as well um and it i feel what they're doing just it, there's something about it there's a certain je ne sais quoi to it mm, okay. um i don't know <laughs> uh, and i can't quite put my finger on it but um i think the, i think the difference is is that i think that hardcore uh, at like an underground level falls into two camps i think there's the hardcore that's very much like Hate breed, yes, this is how mm. we do it. Uh, where you do get, yeah, you know, I want to see this bit fuck move. Yeah. Uh, and then the other side's like, no, we're really into the chariot. Yeah, and, and converge. Just, yeah, and just this erratic, horrible, yeah. mm. more, way more insular mm. thing. But then again, I've seen the chariot. And, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, and again, the chariot were good, live, really good, but again, different energy. Okay. Mm. Okay. The, char- the chariot do feel like they're not going out to play a show. They feel like they're going out there just to destroy their instruments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're not one that you want. Uh, you want to take like a sound desk recording of. What yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not one for the bootleggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I've enjoyed. Uh, so yeah, I, that's the album I've probably to the most recently. Actually, just because I'm still trying to wrap, wrap my head around it. Mm, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going to actually break curfew and go out for a run in a bit. So I'll listen to that New Testament album while I'm stretching my legs. Oh, that better nice. be your first run of the day, mate. <laughs> you got your jogging license. <laughs> really annoys me that they're worried. I mean, it's good that they're worried, but the police are really worried that people are going to 
completely break lockdown just because it's a bit nice outside this weekend. I'm 100 expe- 100% expecting that to I'm happen. I'm expecting it, but it just Oh, everyone have a word for themselves, honestly. Yeah. And remember, listeners, remain indoors. Like, remain indoors, shit I'd love consuming to our do, content. You just have to, you know, there'll be other sunny days. Yeah, there'll be there'll be other sunny days. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that it's going to affect you, but it's who else you'll affect. No, we don't. We don't know what's what. Uh, what plague awaits us for April yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, remember how March lasted a year? Well, we'll get ready for April. <laughs> I th- I feel like we're due something with insects at this point. A yeah, plague of locusts, yeah, absolutely. I th- yeah, it feels it feels locusty. But that's already going on in um, Africa and parts of Asia. Um, they're already dealing with locust plagues like the last few months. Oh my god! Like worse than normal. So. Yeah, it's all happening. My, my, my money's on alien Fing, invasion. Fingers crossed. <laughs> aliens. My money's aliens, yeah. Alien invasion. They're going to pick now to uh, to come down to Earth. And... No, they'll be peaceful, but then they'll get coronavirus and die. And it'll just be horrible. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like a, a War of the Worlds ending to E.T. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or close encounters, they arrive and then we get like the music start to play some music for them. It's just a giant fart sound. <laughs> oh man! Just thinking of um, close encounters just reminded me of uh, Jaws. We watched Jaws the other day. The best, mm, incredible! Like, isn't it? what a fucking um, I, and don't get me wrong, I've obviously seen Jaws quite a few times, but like I haven't watched it for a few years and just kind of taking everything in, just like the shots. Just the the cinematography, just the the nuances in the performance. What a fucking amazing film. It's incredible. It never fails to impress me. Oh, so I'd say it's my favourite film. It's fucking brilliant. It's so, so good. Um, And I think it was really clever that in Jaws 4, the son of Jaws wanted revenge on the family of Sheriff (laughs) Brody. How does that even happen? Genetics. Like a genetic memory thing, I think. Michael Caine's in it. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he like a SeaWorld owner or equivalent or something like that? No, or he runs a, I think he runs a plane on a like a Caribbean island. Oh, yeah, that's but, it, yeah. But, well, I think we might have even talked about this before, but the classic thing with that is he talks about in his autobiography, but he couldn't collect his Oscar for Hannah and her sisters um, because he was filming Jaws 4. Um, but he also says about Jaws 4 that he's never seen it and he hears it it's terrible uh, but he's seen the house that it built and that's really nice so (laughs) that's (laughs) That's how he looks at it I love Michael Caine he's just such a legend not to to get into any spoilers for Jaws 4 but isn't (laughs) (laughs) doesn't she she defeat the shark by just driving a boat at it I can't remember but she also she does reference she says, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, which makes no sense because she's not on the boat. <laughs> but she's like, but the way it's filmed in, in Jaws 4, it's like she's got the memory because it flashes back to, to Brody uh, shooting the um, oxygen tank in, in the shark's mouth. And she's like almost flashing back to that somehow, but she's not on the boat. But I would have to assume if you came up with a zinger like that before you killed a shark... No, you tell you, people. You'd be telling everyone for years. <laughs> She's like, remembering every Friday down doing the pub. It. You'd be saying, yeah, and then... So anyway, the shark was coming at me and there was a gas canister in its mouth and then I said, oh, yeah. smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the film, the way it's done with the flashback, it's like she's remembering the whole... Because it shows the whole scene of him on the boat. Like It's like her memory. It's really okay. stupid. Uh, yeah, But Jaws is the best. The bit when they're comparing scars. There's been like a, so you know good. the the mayor of the city, the town. Exactly. Jaws. I think this. I think this is what made me think. Like, oh shit, we should probably watch Jaws now because it's, it's yeah. a prime example of well, what's happening. Do you know what's amazing about that? Genuinely, there's an old interview with Boris Johnson. He cites from, him as a hero, doesn't he? Yep. He, he says his that his political influence. hero is the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> and in the interview, he acknowledges because his whole thing is, well, the mayor wants to get on with it, even though. There's some danger involved. For the majority of people, it'll be fine, which is all very worrying thinking about what's going on now. But then he, if he does say in an interview, something like, now in that case, he was wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, that mayor is incredible. He's such an asshole. I love his suit oh, as well, where it's shit. got like all of the little red anchors on it. Yeah, I all always, of his um, nautical themed suits. 
Yes. I just love it. I just love Quint so much in that film. I love it when he puts his nails down the blackboard and he's telling yeah. him how he can catch it. Oh, I love it when they're comparing so scars and he's talking about the uh, Indianapolis. Uh, oh, it's just the best film. I might watch it later now that you've mentioned it. It's one of those <laughs> films like Godfather, where as soon as someone talks about it, or Goodfellas, actually, I just want to watch yeah. it immediately. Oh, Goodfellas and, and Godfather, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. Um, how I can think about his jaws now. Yeah. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's but, so um, good. It's, it's, it's sad because um, my uh, dad and I and my sister watched it a couple of years back and... Me and my dad have watched that movie religiously for years, yeah. like all the time. And mm. my sister either hadn't seen it or she'd not watched it in a while. But gets to the end of the movie, smiles some of the bitch, they kill the shark, and we're like, oh, great film, amazing. My sister then turned to us and was like, why are they celebrating killing a shark? <laughs> like, it's an endangered animal, like, and they're like reveling in it. I'm like, well, the shark, I was like, yeah, but the shark was like eating kids and like terrorizing yeah. the beach. It's just like, yeah, but it's a shark. It doesn't do any better. It's just its nature. Oh, no. Like, just got to feed. Well, you know, oh, you know what film she would maybe enjoy then? Deep Blue Sea. Exactly, where the sharks have an actual <laughs> yeah. motive. Yeah, oh, man. sharks are evil. I don't know if we should drop spoiler alert for Deep Blue Sea. But the they're only with... evil, though, because they've been programmed to be evil, right? Because they've been like given all those, the Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah, the anti-Alzheimer's drugs. No, they're not programmed to be evil. They're programmed, uh, they have like, uh, their, their brain uh, works quicker or something. Like yeah, they're because they're, they're, te- they're, te- they're testing it's Alzheimer's, anti- isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're testing a Alzheimer's cure on the sharks and it makes them super intelligent. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for Deep Blue Sea, which is not something I thought I'd ever say. <laughs> it's just, what, but 20 years old? <laughs> there is an incredible bit in that where Samuel L. Jackson does a big speech rallying everybody round and like... <laughs> Basically saying, we're going to fuck these sharks up, we're going to get out of it. I mean, immediately gets absolutely obliterated by a giant shark. It jumps like out the water, doing swallows yeah. him whole and dies back in. That was in all the trailers, I it's remember. Like the, yes, uh, yeah, they really gave that away in the trailers. Uh, it's like the best bit of the film, that's insane. I also remember, what, doesn't LL Cool J have a parrot? Yeah, uh, yeah so because he's like, yeah, he's the, um, is he like the chef? Yeah, or he's the cook. Because yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, who do you think has the better uh, quip for killing a shark? Smile, you son of a bitch. Or LL Cool J singing or saying, um, "You killed my bird." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's debatable. Toss a coin, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jane's in that as well, isn't he? Who? Yes, yeah, Tom, he is. Uh, There's Tom a lot Jane. of people in that film. Oh, Tom Jane, yes, yeah, 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 yeah he is. Well. Star of the yeah. Expanse. Yeah, he's the main character. Right. He is, yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like he's the main character because everybody just thinks of Samuel L. Jackson in that movie yeah. because of that mm. one scene. <laughs> Um, oh, now I kind of watch Deep Blue Sea as well. <laughs> oh, God. Cabin <laughs> yeah. Fever's really setting in for you. <laughs> like, Deep, Deep Blue Sea has a real sort of, like, Resident Evil movie energy to it. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was that, it was that era where, like, we've just just kind of uh, made CGI more accessible. Yeah. Yes. But it's still in its infancy, There's right? that um, Mila Jovovich oh, it's also, film. It's also got Skarsgård in it. Has it? Yeah, he plays a character called James Whitlock. <laughs> no way. I'm not even I'm not even joking. No way. <laughs> Did you know that, Lewis? I guess it's not. I had no, I had no idea. For, for anyone listening that doesn't understand why we find that idea funny, uh, that is my drummer and yeah. best friend. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's fantastic. I hope he um, hears this. Michael Rappaport's in it. <laughs> oh. His character is called Tom Scoggins. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, LL Cool J plays Sherman Preacher Dudley. Sherman Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Sherman there's a, Dudley. There's a character as well called Brenda Kearns. Do you know what? This reminds me of that Al Pacino film. Is it 88 Minutes or whatever it is? Yeah. Where everybody's got a surname in it. Like every minor <laughs> character. <laughs> oh. God. Lewis, have you ever seen the Al Pacino classic, 88 Minutes? No, I haven't. Oh my it's god! Absolute garbage. So it's it's got five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, um, it is rotten to the core. But it's like effectively, it's like a action thriller. Which I mean, <laughs> it's not even in real time. But basically, Al Pacino's character is like a forensic scientist who, and he's like a lecturer as well. But yeah. either way, he puts a dude behind bars, or somehow produces okay. evidence, gets a dude behind bars. Who eventually comes to kind of get revenge on him, 
and Al Pacino has 88 minutes to do something to save the day. And okay. it's one of, and 110 it's minutes long. Yeah, but it's one of those it's one of those classic <laughs> movies where it's like you can kind of tell where the lead actor is starting to get a little bit older and in an attempt to kind of capture their youth, they start taking on more like action thriller type roles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, De Niro definitely did it at one point. Like, obviously Liam Neeson kind of like, I feel like he created the genre of dad action heroes. But like, it's, <laughs> yeah. He pulls it's, it off better than Al Pacino does. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because Liam Neeson's like fucking six foot... Eight or something. Yeah, he's a unit. <laughs> yeah. He's 16 foot tall. Here's, here's some of the names from um, 88 Minutes. Guy LaForge. <laughs> For your listening pleasure. Jeremy Goober. Johnny DeFranco. JT Riker. Like, all these people are like minor characters in the film. Uh, Jack Graham. It's, it's rubbish, but also worth watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's this big. Uh, you think like Al Pacino, star of like Godfather Part One and Two, Dog Day Afternoon, um, Heat. You know all of these classic movies. Yeah, get me what you got. There's a scene where he's saying to someone like, "Did you let anyone into my secure files area? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh-huh. let anyone into my secure files area?" Oh it's man! Well, he's talking trash. to the woman from. He's talking to Pacino's, um, De Niro's girlfriend from Heat in that scene, isn't he? Is it? Yeah, wow. she's the one who's in charge of the secure files area. Um, <laughs> Absolute trash. So, uh, you guys, you guys watching anything else? Anyth- anything else at all at the moment? Anything? Is there anything on Netflix? That's I, popular I'll tell you or? what. I'm currently right. I'm currently watching an anime show called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But every time <laughs> I log on to Netflix. There's one show which stands out like a sore thumb. Also, every time I log into Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, <laughs> you or can't move for any it. device connected to the internet, there's a show which is screaming at me. <laughs> Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I've only watched two episodes of it because I'm watching it with my girlfriend, but we're quarantining in different places. So we're having to do it over like, what, what's our video? Yeah. Um, Two episodes in, it's already one of the wildest programs I've ever seen. And there's five more episodes to go. <laughs> and it's a kind of show. So it starts off showing the main like subject of a document uh, documentary on a prison phone, arrested for something. I mean they just haven't referenced it again since. No. Because yeah. <laughs> and but everything else in it is so wild you forget that that's the main hook of the show. Um it's about this guy called Joe Exotic who runs a captive tiger sanctuary, I guess, mm. what you'd call it. Yeah. You know, they charge money, people come look at the tigers and... Tigers. Which, which I guess, if, if we're going to be chatting about this as well, we should probably just lead with anything related to privately owning tigers. I, I feel like as, as a group of people here, we can say we just condemn. Like, oh, it's, it's awful. Gross. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all terrible. I almost didn't watch the second one. Yeah. Because yeah. the first one focuses so much on... The whole tiger captivity thing and it's, it's actually just depressing um yeah. and also there's more tigers in captivity in america than are in the wild in the rest of the world which is mental which is absolutely yeah. gross but now that we've got that, that disclaimer out there we can talk about joe exotic <laughs> i think everyone needs to stop and just google joe exotic if you don't know who we're talking about here He's like this. He's been under an actual rock and have not seen <laughs> his face somewhere. Yeah, you can't avoid his face. <laughs> he's got a power mullet. Yep. And he's also got uh, like a um, an eyebrow piercing, which looks like it's constantly trying to escape. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> powerful uh, T-bone mustache. Yep. Oh, Runs a tiger sanctuary. Yeah. Runs a tiger uh, sanctuary. Is a country and western sensation yeah got a couple of albums out he looks like the perfect example of when you give uh, a redneck too much money yeah. yeah but he's not from florida that's the craziest thing about all this <laughs> yeah. there's other people in the documentary that are from florida uh no offense to anyone listening from florida but you know florida <laughs> man um, but he's not from florida that's what really surprised me uh watching it um so so far what? it's Two episodes in, I'll be vague, mm-hmm. but it's covered uh, attempted murder, D- 
disappearances, possible actual murder, dismemberment, two different types of polygamy, um, uh, a gay love triangle, um, a cult possibly as well. Um, and there's still music. five episodes to go and I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's insane it's yeah there is i I would say that normally uh owning a tiger privately comes with the the most concentrated purest shot of small dick energy (laughs) (laughs) with with joe exotic oh my god that could not be less true no he's so charismatic (laughs) It's unbelievable. Like, he's it? not. He is not overcompensating for anything. Then, oh, you don't get that vibe from him no. at all. Also, <laughs> no. can we just point out he's he's not called himself Exotic Joe. Joe Exotic is so exotic. <laughs> biggest as if, somehow, as if somehow that was his like birth name. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I just can't wait to see where it goes. I would definitely, Lewis, definitely recommend it. Lewis, how far through are you into it? Uh, we watched the whole thing in one day. <laughs> we really knuckled in. Yeah, I think I'm watching episode three tomorrow morning. So. Because everyone tells, everyone says like, oh, you get to episode like two or three and it goes crazy. Then people say, no, wait till you get to episode four and five. That's that's like what I've heard. Every time you think it can't get any crazier, it just escalates. That's yes. what I'm excited about. You think, if anything, tigers are the most boring part of it so far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would never normally say about a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole, the whole world is so strange. Uh, there, there aren't that many likable protagonists. Mm. Um, they all seem like it's, co- like made up characters. None of them seem. Yeah, it's mad that it's real. I know. <laughs> they all seem like. Um, I'm trying to think of a comedy. Uh, I don't know. It kind of looks, it, do you know, because I've been watching a lot of it recently, it looks like the kind of fake show they'd have on 30 Rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all feel like 30 Rock characters, but they're all real. <laughs> but yeah. But to um to kind of tie this into into the podcast, I gotta say, his music's not bad. By, by I'm not listening to you. I've just seen the music videos it's, they show on the... Uh, yeah. You're in a the, real sucker for country music though, aren't you? Exactly. Um, but it's... It's not like, because you see a lot, you know, um, like Three Second Rule that we got obsessed with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard of that, and like, you probably haven't. Like, kind of, like just, the kind of rules you have in school. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's not like it's country being done badly by any stretch or like funny because it's bad. It's just like good country, except, and his voice sounds great, except a lot of it is focused on tigers. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he does he he only sings about tigers then most of the time. Yeah, yes. Um, is he but, using? I mean, he's got the perfect the perfect setting for music videos because he owns like 130 tigers or something insane. <laughs> oh, is and he... there's a guy in it who might be the basis for Scarface as well. So there's that. As in the <laughs> yes, Pacino Scarface. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh my god! <laughs> That's yeah. only two episodes in. Yeah, because oh, I've been watching. Show JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this anime show. Are you enjoying all the rock names in it? Oh my god! So, <laughs> so basically, yeah. After about two or three years of being told to watch the show, I finally started watching this. Uh, yeah, an anime show on Netflix called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is kind of like an anthology series which follows different generations of this Joe Star family. They're called uh, and like the bizarre adventures they get up to. But it's chock block full of like classic rock references. Okay. So weird. very early on, I think by the second episode, a character introduces himself as Mr. Robert EO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> the main uh, antagonist is called Dio. Yeah, the main antagonist oh, is wow. called Dio. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is like a kind of mentor type figure in it called Baron Zeppley, um, okay. who was trained by a man called Tom Petty. Okay, okay. And he has two lackeys. One's called Dyer and the other called is called Straits. That's absurd. Yeah. And um effectively it's basically just about these incredibly muscly men who are channeling, I guess, the equivalent of like the force and fighting uh, a vampire called Dio. But in the first episode, like a dog gets kicked in the face, then later thrown into like a furnace and burnt, and then it just escalates from there. 
Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> no. And it, and it ends with um, this guy fighting a vampire uh, inside the castle. It's, What's yeah, the vampire's name? Dio. Oh right, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. there's no but, better way to show someone's evil than to show them being cruel to an animal, especially like a dog. Yes, I feel like true. that's just the quickest way to be like this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well guys, uh, yeah. Well, I guess what what am I going to do? I'm I'm going to go and listen to the New Testament album. I'm going to go for a run, stretch my legs. Oh, well, got, before yeah. uh, before we do do round this one out, I've um I've, I do have a quick question from uh, from the internet. Here we go. Oh, nice. Okay, so this uh, this is courtesy of Yahoo Answers uh, again, and I would just like to ask you, who is Manowar? <laughs> <laughs> Manowar's all of us, isn't it? It's the entire yeah. each one of us. As long as as long as you believe in the power of metal and uh, the are united for uh, the gods of heavy metal, then Manowar is every one of us. Yeah, yeah. we are Manowar. Yeah, we are Legion. <laughs> For we are many. Oh, Ross the boss. <laughs> I still can't believe. I yeah. I always forget that the is it the guitarist is called Ross the boss. Yeah, well, I always forget them, yeah. that Man of War is a real thing. <laughs> well, remember we talked about it. They they were doing a farewell tour, and then they pulled out of a headlining show at Hellfest the day of. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and they Ugh. were made of some bullshit excuses, didn't they? Yeah. While also at the same time, like the guitarist before the to- tour started got done for um, basically being a diddler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, remember that? Yeah. Okay, well, no, none of us are Man of War. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Flaky sex offenders. <laughs> I mean, just look at their album art and stuff. It's pretty obvious something going on there. <laughs> a lot of oil, on. a lot of uh, fur. And not nearly enough yeah. tigers. <laughs> no. no, sadly not. Well, on that note, guys, thank you so so much. Um, we hope you're all doing well in the yep. in our strange new world uh, that we're all kind of all kind of a part of at the moment. And mm. yeah, so if if this does bring you any joy, fantastic. Our job here has worked. Uh, if it doesn't, then our other job has also worked. Yeah, either <laughs> way, we win. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so please do please do get in touch. If you've got any questions for us directly, you can email us where we are slowlyrock at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, You can find us on Instagram where we are at slowlyrock podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter where we are just at slowlyrock. So please do get in touch. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you don't yeah. want to see anymore. Also, check out our um, Slowly Rock Presents Corona Jams playlist on Spotify. Yes. Um, made a little playlist for everyone. If you're just wanting to listen to while you're working from home or something to bang your head to if you're while you're trying to do some exercise or something mm. like that. Uh, got a whole bunch of songs. Some of them kind of humorous, some of them a little bit you know, darker, I guess. But it's all basically just a whole bunch of songs themed around where we are at the moment. Uh, mm. Just to throw up the horns too. Yeah, good little playlist. I'm very proud of yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. All right, guys, thank you so, so much. Look after yourselves and remain indoors. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.